Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. I need you to get fully on board with this, okay? Do you remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about Scooter going full throttle at everything? Yeah. When he wakes up in the morning. Yeah. Because just didn't need to go that hard. I need you to now close your eyes for me. Right? Now fully immerse yourself. Listener, you do this too. I need you to imagine in detail these scenarios. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Scooter. Going a full throttle. But you're not allowed to laugh. Okay. 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 Do you need a minute? Because I know the very idea of this is. Yeah, okay. 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 Skewer at mass. And the collection basket comes around. And he puts money in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he passes it on to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Well done. That was. 10 out of 10 for that one. Okay. Okay. Am I keeping my eyes closed still? Yeah. Okay. I have three scenarios in full. Mm-hmm. The next one is... <laughs> Skewer. Getting knighted by... His <laughs> 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 Royal Highness. Yeah. No, you can't give up. Come on. His <laughs> Royal Highness. He's on his knees. Charles rocks up to him and he feel, feels the sword on his shoulder. And he goes. <laughs> King Charles shakes his way over to him. <laughs> he puts the sword on his shoulder. And Skewer goes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I can't even get you a toward when I can. <laughs> Hello, and you are very welcome. A lot lost, lost that. I know what? you're. you're well, at me. Well, I'm so I'm so hyper from that fucking skewer scenario. Yeah. Um, hello, and you're very welcome along to the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. My name is Jen. I'm Carla. Very exciting episode. Yeah. So we just had on um, a social star, people that I've had on my on my mood board, mm-hmm. if you will. So we just had Celebrity Memoir Book Club on, which is Claire and Ashley. They're both comedians from New York. New York York City and they read celebrity memoirs so you guys don't have to 
And we had them on, chatted to them about Lindsay's Lowe's, <laughs> Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club, which was a great, great it was program. Actually, less about the the premise of the, the like the memoirs that they and that they read, and like more of the stuff that we have in common as podcasters. Yeah, I found that was, well, it was bound to fucking happen, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, it was good chat, good chat, mm-hmm. good chat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're actually coming over to Ireland, which is so exciting mm-hmm. for also for me yeah. <laughs> in particular so they're coming a over fan. to a fan a big fan they're coming over to ireland they're playing liberty hall in two weeks time so if you are a fan of the podcast or if you don't know who they are and you want to keep listening you're going to get a good well-rounded kind of i suppose a, a kind of a peak of you what i like about it too is like if you you're in i know you're listening and i know you're into some kind of celebrity at some point they mm. have so like they've been at that since 2020 so they've so many different episodes scroll your way through one um they probably you know well they might be back but i'm just saying that it's a great opportunity to go see the, their show in the sugar club on the 7th is sold out their show in liberty hall on the 6th is not sold out quite yet so there's a couple of tickets left for you guys to nab yeah. nab on up i'll um, put a link in the show notes I start saying show notes now rather than description because I'm listening to other podcasts and they say show notes, so I'm copying them. And Jen's like, do you know what? I'm a show note kind of girl. say show notes. So yeah, so this is our chat with Celebrity Memoir Book Club. So we are very excited to have, like this is a podcast that I haven't shut the fuck up about for a very long time, so I'm very excited to have you guys here. We have Claire and Ashley from Celebrity Memoir Book Club. How are you girls? Hi. We're good. Thank you so much for having us. We're so excited. We love Ireland. That's like our whole shtick. That's our personality now. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it. it's my, it's been my personality for a long time. I want to clarify. And me and Claire spent a lot of time together, so I'm contagious. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love it. I think I messaged you not like a, a while ago, um, Ashley, and I remember like a couple of, maybe a year and a bit ago, and... You were like, I love Ireland. That's the spot. That's the place. That's where I need to be. And I was like, okay, well, come do a show. I'll be there. And guess what? And we're doing it. Working on it. We have been (laughs) like clawing our way there. And baby, we're on our way. I think something that our listeners don't understand because like we're very lucky. We have like a ton of listeners who are very loyal and we love and we chat with. But I think something they don't understand is people who aren't listeners like don't believe in us at all. And so people will be like, why won't you come to my city and do a live show? And I'm like, you cannot believe the amount of DMs, emails, phone calls, snail mail we are sending every day to every venue in the world begging them. We're like, please give us Monday at 4 p.m. We (laughs) promise we'll have people come watch us do a live show and people won't even answer us. It has been unreasonably difficult for us to get these shows booked and so we're going everywhere we can as quickly as we can but believe it or not that is not very fast and that is not very far <laughs> well look you're a two-man band yeah 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 wow yeah. it's just the two of us and then all the haters man oh, yeah. <laughs> oh they prop you up right the haters we carry on our back <laughs> <laughs> they're my just slogging you know everyone's out to take us down but we won't we won't sit down but they're part of the team like you know they're your biggest fans so i'm obsessed (laughs) with them yeah for sure they keep you in business i mean you're getting to come to ireland because of them so uh, i i love it um so we have two shows sugar club on the 7th uh which is sold out sorry yes (laughs) sorry you guys sold out all right guys and then liberty hall on the 6th yes yes Please come to the Liberty Hall one because that's where there's tickets left and we would love to see you. So you've got a few, yeah. tic- a few tickets left for Liberty Hall. Um, I'm so personally, I'm like, I'm so, do you know what you're going to be doing yet? Like, are you, have you? That's yeah. a really good so, question. Well, we kind of know. The thing is we had a very like regimented version of the live show 
that a few hours before our last live show, which was last um, Thursday in Dallas, we decided to like try some new stuff that we are liking, but I think the show will shift a bit before we get to Dublin because we've added some more games. We're incorporating more of our past memoirists instead of talking. I, it's, it's, it's fun. It's loud. It's quick. It's, it's live. Yeah. You know, it's us bantering. It's the essence of us just talking about the things that come up. Um, and we're just trying, we're still taking every day. We like, like to change it a little bit and figure out the best things. So we're working on it. Okay. Yeah. So saying all that for anyone here who hasn't listened to the podcast, give a, like, give a, what is it like a five? What do people always ask you? You know, the embarrassing radio shows and they're like, introduce yourself. And you're like, oh, I know. And you can't, yeah, you forget everything. Like you've the ever elevator pitch yeah. of yourself. Oh, the elevator. Yeah. I'm like, I'm Carla. I'm a cancer. Um, <laughs> I live in Dublin. <laughs> I live in Dublin. Uh. So yeah. What's your elevator pitch for anybody who's about to listen to this episode who don't know who you guys are? Foolish of you. But yeah. Do you want to go, Ashley? Yeah, we're Claire and Ashley. We're stand-up comedians. We live in New York. We read celebrity memoirs so that nobody else has to. Our goal is to make fun of celebrities via their own words and not with unfair information that is leaked by the press. This is what they want us to know. And you can dislike someone for what they think about themselves. (laughs) Nice. And you would wholeheartedly agree with that because you read Justin Timberlake. Good. Love you. I had to read that book. That the coffee table book? The fucking hindsight. Yeah, I read that book. I mean, that book was mostly photos. It was a photo. I said this. I go, why is this? It was coming up on my Kindle. It was like 45 minute read. I was like, a 45 minute. What is this? Well, now, what I will say so, coming from me, right? Jen here, listener. uh, I don't, (laughs) I cannot. You are obviously so busy. Your episodes are average over two hours i'm gonna say it just feels that way because we (laughs) drone on they're about 80 to 90 minutes but yeah it's still a long episode though that goes along with filming you obviously have your visuals and all like you self-produce as we were spoke we spoke about before we start recording and it's a lot of work that goes into it you are stand-up comedians but you also read to get the whole like the both of you do it you have a lot of other stuff that goes on where you can you know you have your patreon you have your you have kind of a book club separate to that with your own listeners that you it, it's a there's a lot involved you're carla a very fast reader yeah <laughs> i am not and i don't i feel like i don't get the time to even read like i i love it when i'm in a book I'm, I'm stuck in it and I can't like once I'm finished it I'm, it's like life is over what the fuck else do I read but like you are, are a different you are in a different dimension to me I'm just like how the fuck are you getting through these books so I feel, <laughs> I feel like one of the easiest things about reading is knowing exactly what you have to read and by when like when I decide I'm just gonna be more into reading looking at my shelf and like deciding which book I want to start and having to slog through the first like you know, if it's a slow start, that first 40 pages, you're like, okay, this is going to take me three weeks. But if you say my entire business will collapse if I don't finish this book by Tuesday at noon, you'll get through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think me and Ashley, I am an exactly average reader in terms of pace. People are always like, oh, you must read so fast. But that's just because most people's jobs isn't reading a book. Like I literally am reading so that I can pay rent on time and that will uh, keep you focused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No incentive quite like money. So it's, yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> and the fact that I got nothing backed up. So if I don't get through this book, it's not like I'm sitting on reserves. So we got to, <laughs> if I would like a home again next month, we have to learn what Justin Timberlake thinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I love that. But how, how long do you give yourself like to read a book or do you have a few on the go? Do you like schedule ahead uh, to? One of ha- our big problems. That's a really beautiful, would you, can I, can I clarify? Are you asking the version of myself I would like to be? Or are you asking for the reality of the situation? <laughs> they say fake because it there are, make it. <laughs> there are two very different answers to this question like based is- on what I plan and what I do. <laughs> Yeah. When we're not traveling, so right now we're on the road and we're doing a lot of shows. So we recorded actually a lot in advance for the first time in our lives. Typically, we record on Tuesdays, and every single week, I say I'm going to spend two hours Saturday morning just with my coffee reading, two hours Sunday morning with my coffee reading, maybe do errands on Monday and finish up Tuesday morning. That's never true. I read from like 7 p.m. Monday night until noon on Tuesday. <gasps> so you get through it in like 12 hours. Yeah. yeah, I would say she, she's, she's nodding. We're like, um. she, she's nodding. Yeah. Oh my. She, God. I would say these books take about six hours to read, top to bottom. We try to get to the studio by noon on Tuesday. That's our little bet with ourselves. And always around 10 a.m. on Tuesday, one of us will text the other. I tend to break first. I'm like, hey, so like, what page are you at? Just wondering. <laughs> and Ashley will be like, 211. What page are you at? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, same. Like, 211, 170, somewhere between there. <laughs> and I'm like, so do you want to make noon or should we do like one? And then we always get there by like definitely two or three. Um, I'm an, I'm more of a morning person than a night person. I get very sleepy. So I like to wake up at like 6 a.m. Tuesday morning, having gotten three pages into the book the night before with a coffee. I sit in a hard chair and I, I have to wake up early so that nobody's texting me because I get so distracted by texts and notifications. Mm. I put my phone in the other room and I just like cannot look up until I'm done. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, our problem, we, we get very, I, every single week I say, if I can get to page 150 before Tuesday, I'm in a really good spot. And I am very often at page like 42 by Tuesday morning. Oh my God. I'm, do you know what? I'm actually so happy to learn that you cram so much. Cause I was just like, these cows are like another yeah, level. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like me and Jen will literally text like the night, but we record on Saturday mornings and we'll literally on Friday night. We're like, what do you want to record? Tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, no. And I hate the worst part is I hate that about myself. I am like a lazy, same. Uh, I'm a lazy unorganized like unambitious person who wishes I was like a clean girl I wish I was up at 4 a.m making chia pudding for the week I wish to god that I had like a color-coordinated like calendar that I was sticking to and I hate that about myself Ashley's much more comfortable with who we are she's like yeah I don't know we get it done when we get it done and it's on time and what else do you want and I'm like no I want discipline I want (laughs) I want like I want to better myself, but I don't want to fail. And Claire will sit there, not to call you a failure, oh, but no, no, no. I have a note by your own design because you will call me up on like a Sunday and be like, this is the week that every single day for the next seven days, I will be up at 6 a.m. I will have worked out by 7.15. I will have eaten a healthy breakfast, drinking a coffee <laughs> and read four articles from the New Yorker and cleaned my apartment by 9am, which at that point I will take a walk and reflect on my life. And I'm like, (laughs) 
create this world for yourself because then one day she'll wake up. I mean, she doesn't wake up at 6 a.m. to no. be the most productive, to live a life before 9 a.m. That's not who she is. And I wake up at 6 a.m. every day to snooze for another three hours. <laughs> I wake up at 6 a.m. with the sole purpose of like ruining my REM sleep for the rest of the day. Like that is, I am doing whatever the worst of both was. I'm incredibly ambitious with no discipline. And that is my truth is like, I want to be an incredible person and I have no follow through and it is the worst of both worlds and so then every single week she has these plans that like every single week she'll be in like kind of like mad at herself by Tuesday because she's not (laughs) getting any of it done and I'm like listen I want to be a better person but I am not in the mood to like hate myself for not living a life that is like completely irrelevant to the like overall goal of my life which is to just like make a living having fun with my best friend I don't need to be up at 7 a.m eating chia pudding to continue living a life where I where I just am silly with my pal. <laughs> You're satisfied. <laughs> You're living your best life. Um, Claire, you know, I like it. <laughs> Claire, I'm with you. I think I found I my... Say, fucking, I feel like I found my dynamic. My, yeah, I found my like, New York sister. <laughs> yeah, Ashley, I'm very you. I'm like, look, it is what it is. Let's just live yeah. our lives. Like, and Jen's like, no, it's gotta be this, that, and the other. I'm like, well, where's the effort? I, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so gonna be like, Ashley, have you posted 12 TikToks today? And she's like, Claire... Have you done anything? And I'm like, oh, that's a really good counterpoint. You're like, oh, whoops, I got to check myself. I'm like, I have no time to get the work I want you to get done for myself because I'm too busy planning who I'll be tomorrow. Yeah. I'm the exact same. With that, that I'm at the container store. Tomorrow I'm putting all of my winter clothes into storage. Yes. It's a new thing I've thought of that'll free up all of my time next week. Oh, my God, that is literally us. Yeah. Um, one thing that I really want to talk about is this is not your first podcast. So me and Jen have been at this for four years. We've been doing this one podcast, this one singular podcast against what the haters think. We've been at it for four years. You cannot stop us. You are our motivators. You are our number ones. Um, but yeah, we've been schlogging. But this is not your first podcast. This is like your fourth. Yeah, well, yeah, it depends on who you ask. I call it fourth. <laughs> Because we had one limited series podcast that was like, what is it called when things are meant to die? It was planned obsolescence or whatever. So we had a limited series watched podcast. Within another, like it was on the same feed as our first podcast. So it wasn't even like its own launch. It didn't really have its own like legs to stand on. And so it wasn't a failure. It simply ended. It was a recap of Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club on MTV. I don't know if you guys got I that love over in Ireland. That show. I was obsessed with it. Like, I'm sorry. It was like, it was the strangest format and the strangest characters. It's like they tried to do Bad Gals Club mixed with kind of like Jersey Shore-ish, but not that, but tried to be elevated. It was the... But was America's Next Top Model. The fact that... The TV like show but they didn't know if it was like, a competition was like really damning for it. I think the fact that they like truly did not know what their own show was. And sometimes she's like, well, next week, three of you will be cut for not being good enough, but don't compete with one another. This isn't a competition. And you're like, well, then what is it, Lindsay? It was the strangest one. I do format. think that there is a moment from that show that I think about and reference often as perhaps one of the greatest moments in reality television history. And that was the moment that Lindsay Lohan... Um, decided that she was Ariel and so lobsters are her Sebastian and she has a special connection to them. And that night the restaurant was cooking lobster for dinner. So there was a bunch of lobsters on ice and she decided to save one of them. And so she takes one of the lobsters off 
ice and just plops it back into the sea. And I think it's- With its little its rubber clawed. And it was frozen, so it just sank like an absolute <sighs> rock. I'm like, I can't believe the way you did And she's like, if I could save one. And I'm like, you own the restaurant. <laughs> Like, but the whole thing was... Don't was, order was, them. It was such a strange setup. It's like she wanted it to be autobiographical in a way where it was like, and I'm just so normal and chill. And like Reese is like, I just... Like Reese is me. That's very me. It's very my pace. But also seemed like somebody had taken over her body and actually injected her and was just like... Like it was like somebody was fully like manically yeah. controlled. Yeah. And then they were like, shit, I forgot to turn Lindsay on. Like, <laughs> like we're in a scene. I better twigger. Like... And I think the like, problem, oh, I think the problem with that show is that she was supposed, she did not want it to be a reality show where she was like the joke of it. She did not want it to be the drama. She was supposed to be the neutral and she was supposed to be like our representative in there. She was like the judge and the Lisa Vanderpump, if you will, the Tyra Banks. But the problem is she doesn't know what's normal. So I'll never, my forever scene is the whole premise of this show. If you guys didn't get to watch like premiere TV is Lindsay Lohan buys this beach club and these people are competing but not competing to get to be waiters at a beach club which already like in I'm sorry but it make an ass I just have to say that it make an ass <laughs> yeah it's like a very bizarre I guess like if you win congrats you're a waiter now like it was already a very weird situation but she did not understand what was normal so at one point she was telling one of her client one of the waiters to be that if you want to keep a client happy you have to do whatever it takes including potentially hooking up with them and what? I was like damn yeah. this is dark because we are seeing that in Lindsay's deepest psyche what she thinks is normal is like asking employees to do sex work for minimum wage at their regular non-sex work jobs and I'm like uh this is why she can't be on TV because she doesn't even think she's like revealing anything fucked up about herself but the idea that she would think it's okay to ask someone to do that on camera is so fucked up and it like reveals too much it was it was traumatizing now genuinely it was it was honestly Jen I really want you to watch this because you would be it's like when you watch like the first couple of seasons of Vanderpump Rules you're like this is how the fuck was this on TV like how was this aired and they let people nowadays you have to like sign waivers and do therapy and all this other kind of stuff Mm. before you go near something like that 2013 to 2016 was just a wild ride they were like, we need it was stuff crazy. to stick. Yeah, it was. Also, oh my God. Sorry, I could talk about Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club forever. The other thing is they didn't know it was a competition until like episode six. So like they halfway through the season, they were like, half of you have to go home <laughs> tomorrow. And they were all like, wait, what? They're like, we didn't even know that that was part of this. And they were like, yeah, we've decided we've been cutting you one a week and we're like six weeks behind. So like six of you got to go. Yeah. <laughs> And what? it was like, who, who, who serves a better drink? Who like, who had more of a smile on their face while like a guy pinched their ass? Like it was actually uh, traumatizing. Was like not even just one girl she was going to cut. Do you remember that she was going to cut a girl and the girl starts crying and then Lindsay and noticed that she had like, the same tattoo as her sister and she goes, well, I can't cut you if you have the same tattoo as my sister. So then she just, she goes, you go home instead to the blonde one. The She's blonde like, girl. Eh. What was her name? And she was so angry. She was like, what do you fucking mean? Jules. <laughs> Jules. I can't believe. Yes. I just unfollowed her on, t- on Instagram last week. Oh, oh good times. I, that's it. Because, so... My first job in a Chinese restaurant, it, it was brand new to the area. So everybody started together. And I remember going in for my interview and it was like one of the training nights and there was like 16 staff members. And I'm just like, that's probably what these poor people thought that was. was like everybody was getting induced or inducted together. 
and then okay. and then this shit starts happening you get to quote Wait, yeah. <laughs> you guys want to know something crazy so then also halfway through this season they like threw this other girl in because they were like this the cast is too boring so they had this other girl who had already like been on mtv from road rules and stuff that they just like injected into the cast they were like we're just gonna drop her off for a little bit and like have her stir some shit up because she's good at reality tv and we know that for sure and so she was on the show and she was like hotter than all the other girls and like stirred up some drama. And now I checked on her Instagram recently. I don't know if you guys watch Love Island, but do you remember Sam Bird? Yeah. Who was like, no, Georgia, like I'm loyal, babe. They're married now. Shut the fuck Isn't up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love. Do you remember Sam? I, Did you watch that series? No, I only I only joined kind of season five. Yeah, that was season okay, Mara season. I think four. he might have been season four. four. It yeah. was like right. He was in one of the seasons when Love Island like really popped off in America, and he was like the first guy on the show that I recognized to have like intense veneers. Like you were like that style <laughs> was pasted on by a doctor. It looks crazy. Oh my god, Kayla. This Kayla. is so fucking funny. Look at them. Oh, my I God. love that we've come on this podcast to, in theory, promote our current podcast. And we're like, what if it's w- we promote a <laughs> podcast that not only did we do four years ago, but it's like off of the Internet that we have had to take down. <laughs> <laughs> if you are listening to this being like, I'd actually love to hear these girls recap Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club. You literally cannot. It has been wiped from Why? the Internet. <laughs> Could you not put it on your Patreon? I guess we could. We could put Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club. But the I thing is, I would even that. recommend it going back and watching Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club because one of the greatest parts about it. Well, but one of the fun things about watching it live is they did not know what to do with it. So they changed when it aired every week. Every yeah. week it was on a different day of the week and at a different time because they could not get it to work. So sometimes it was like... I would be like running to Claire's house on like Tuesday at nine for the show to air because we would have we would watch it and then we would like pull out our mics and record the episode and then post it immediately and so that we could get ahead of everybody else who was posting Lindsay Lohan Beach Club content you know what I mean you gotta be first at the game we were probably the only people watching it oh my god (laughs) one thing that we do is we a lot of times think we're in a race that does not exist we'll be like (laughs) it's so important to us that this has to happen we had to be first and the rest of the world is like we were actively boycotting that So I'm just after looking anyway. it up. It was on Hey You. It's not on because I watched it on Hey You, I think. And it's not on Hey You anymore. So I think you have to watch it on the MTV. It's on the MTV player. So okay. for all you guys out there, Me, it's, it's there. I would like rush to Claire's house to get there after like an open mic. And then we would just sit there because it had been moved back like 45 minutes. And it was starting at like on the 15 of the next hour instead. <laughs> and you're like... Like, what? <laughs> starting at 10 15 it's 2 p.m on mondays now come on Lindsay. let's, let's get this prime they were like we think we could get the group of people who are like actually just home hung over and can't turn the channel like that might be our audience and honestly they might not be wrong and honestly i liked it so Found your you did that you did yeah moving on to the actual <laughs> question so you did that you did the britney podcast yes, yes. yes so tell us <laughs> quick synopsis girls <laughs> Elevator <page. laughs> that podcast, we actually thought was very successful i okay. believed us to be very successful at that time i think we i don't think i did 
I think I always knew we were a bunch of losers. <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, I do think Ashley, I think we had, we had one episode that got a thousand listens once. And Ashley was like, we have to reach out to advertisers. This is when we start making money. <laughs> <laughs> you're like whoa guys uh spotify you can sign us as an exclusive we can get into talks now so yeah you know. our email is open as it always has been but now it's even opener <laughs> anyway so that podcast we ended so you guys i mean the britney spears conservatorship became mm. like global news but at first it was just quiet rumblings within the britney spears community and because we had accidentally put ourselves like in the center in the of the britney spears community we knew about it very early on and there was a lot of like really scary speculation and people like this was when there was first inklings of it people were like going to protest outside of her house and things like that and she was putting out statements being like you guys i'm not being controlled by my family stop protesting outside my house and that was obviously a lie but it was all very scary and we were like we cannot podcast about this this is I don't want to like make our business prying into mm. Britney Spears's like nefarious like she's either being controlled which is very scary or she's not being controlled and people are just like invading her personal space so hard that it's like going to kill her so we we can't talk about this and it turns out she was being controlled but people figured it out Mm. Yeah. they saved her I don't think that was our space to save her no and I think it did I think I mean we did a very because me and Jen love mm. to absolutely skim top line things I mean bare bones just enough so I we don't get, get in the, trouble yeah, yeah. just enough yeah. to really kind of give an opinion and then be like but don't, don't, don't take <laughs> it from me don't quote me <laughs> yeah, exactly. or JK yeah. I don't, I, that yeah. could be what I think but maybe I'm kidding I don't yeah. know we'll find yeah. out when the truth comes out <laughs> or do you know what you can get away with if you say an opinion and then like I'm open to be educated yeah oh I love I'm gonna steal that that but (laughs) I'm happy to hear yeah you're like I I will say like I won't die on this hill but that is only because there's so many psychotic things that I will die for so the fact that I'm not like willing to put my body on the line for an opinion about like whether or not hot chocolate is good or something I'm like but don't kill me but like everything else I'm like no 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 and if I'm wrong take a gun to my head because (laughs) I will go to war believing that Ben Affleck is not in love with J-Lo so (laughs) yes I love it um so how did you like I suppose how do you because I find it such a thing like Jen you've done other podcasts before I haven't mm-hmm. and how do you find like how how are you able to rebrand yourselves after having so many I suppose other ideas and other concepts that <laughs> some of you thought were successful some of you yeah. didn't let me ask um, you have you it's kind of like if you went to a summer camp where there was 20 kids and you said you had a different name and like you came up with a new name and identity. And then if you were to leave that summer camp and never see those people again, it was that hard. Um, when only 50 people in the world know you exist, it's not that hard to rebrand. <laughs> not that many yeah, people are like looking you up online. Yeah, true. It wasn't, we didn't have a very large audience. So if people DM'd us being like, hey, what's the plan for your next like we could individually talk to each person and say, here's where we're going next. <laughs> oh, come on. All five. All five of those people got, yeah. it, got an explanation straight you, off. You're so. texting them before you do, hey, just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> this was planned obsolete. We're starting to kind of basically. <laughs> yeah. You're like, we got to move it was on. Like my- Dear Her mom, my dad, they listened to every episode. So we let them know. We yeah. had a friend named Jacob. We had like six or seven people that listened <laughs> like to every really episode. Scared. You have a WhatsApp Actually, group. Yeah. Can I say something random? You know who one of our since the beginning fans and listeners has been? Pixie Geldoff, do you know her? 
Oh my Geldof. god, Geldof. 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 Jesus, Jesus. Pixie Geldof. That is so cool. Amazing. That's so that's cool, like, though. it was our parents, this guy Jacob, and then her. Those are the people we had to let know. <laughs> How did she even know? Did she, did she obviously Did she yeah. write to you? Let me see Pexy Geldof. Let me see you, girl. Let me see what's going I mean, on in your life. She's iconic. She like tagged us on uh instagram one day being like oh i'm on a hike listening to this britney spears podcast and we were like how does she know she's an it girl though so like she's an it girl yeah well that's why i always say to podcasters like i'm like listen you never know who's listening Mm. do if somebody with like a three listener podcast was like hey would you guys come do my podcast i say yes to everything because i'm like if somebody had done who's with tabs back then they would have had only three people listen to them, but one of them would have been an it girl with a huge online following who she like, maybe she'd follow you there. So I'm like, you never know who's listening. You never know who has a shitty podcast, but their cousin is like low key Sarah Jessica Parker and yeah. she supports like, you just like never know who's listening to what. So do everything, believe in yourself, just keep trucking. It could all work out one day. It really does only take a couple of, people with a big following just believe in you and be like, oh, I recommend this. And then that gets people and then they have friends and it's all word of mouth and you never know whose mouth we're gonna <laughs> We're going to need you to just text Pixie and say, we're going on the unpopular opinion. This <laughs> You're going to hate us. They have no fucking clue what they're talking about. You're going to absolutely Oh, do you it. think we do? If she liked us, I guess she loves an idiot. Because- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And that's the thing. Cause I'm, <laughs> do you ever, when you're like trying to tell people, you're like, so I have... Um, podcast and um, especially in Ireland because there's so many of them it's just like oh you do as well okay yeah I'm I like I'm a girl dating guys in Brooklyn the amount of people that I go out with who are like oh you do a podcast too and, and they're like yeah me and my friends sit in the basement and we like rate Pokemon cards <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, we just riff. We just we just get on the mics and we riff. <laughs> cool. Me and my friends, me and my guy friend, we just have like a lot of funny opinions. So we just kind of yes. get on mic and see if we can capture the magic. And go, okay. And they're always like, yeah, we have like four thousand listens overall. We've been doing it ten years, and you're like, okay, yeah. They're well, like, good they're like, for we you. Go, we started going live on Twitch. Oh like, yeah, Twitch. That's the new one. That's the new cool having a podcast. You. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd love to talk more about this, but unfortunately, I forgot I have a thing. So I'm gonna have to leave yeah. you at this table, guy that I've I've met from Brooklyn Tinder. Yep. But if I want more of this, I'll be sure to look you up on Twitch. (laughs) Exactly. Am I tuning? I have left dates in the middle. Yeah, well, I don't blame you. From from the sounds of things, I think you're doing the right thing and not wasting anybody's time. But it's good. I always say it's good content. Everything's good content. Everything. Um, So obviously you have your podcast now. You've got Celebrity Memoir Book Club, which was the thing that stuck, I want to say. It's like the one that actually, yeah. It's the one. And I think it's such a cool concept. I remember Vanula introduced me to it and she actually messaged me being like, Vanula just knows my taste. So she was like, you're going to fucking love these girls. Like these, like you're going to absolutely love them. Mm. And then a couple of my other friends who are also shockingly enough podcasters, they are now like, wow. So I was texting them earlier being like, Claire and Lindsay, guess who I've got coming on? Oh yeah, bitches. We're going to see their show. And now I have them coming on me pod. Yeah. (laughs) So it's one of those things. Word of mouth is, is everything. But what I need to know, because Will Smith has Will was the was the hook for me. That was the one that had me like bought in, all in, where I was like, yes, 
I'm I'm loving this format. I love the fact that I don't have to read the book. I can mm. get everything that I need. Yes. Perfect for you. Every- Perfect for me. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I yes. tried to. I'm still in the middle of spare. I started in November. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, no, spare yourself. Okay. Yeah. Like it's just <laughs> getting through the. Just skip to section three because the whole section two of that book is just him being like, and then I learned how to fly a helicopter. Yeah. I wanted to. <laughs> Got but it. then I got on the ground because what I really wanted to do was kill people. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, was like, I've taken lives. I think we're in 25. I was like, how do you fucking recall that? Like, this is so strange. But anyway, I need to know what is the most unhinged memoir that you have, like, from looking back, from everything that you've read. Because I'd say at the start, you're like, that's super unhinged. It's like, you know, when you're reading like a spicy book and you're like, ooh. Yeah. And then you read something else. You're like, ooh. And then all of a sudden you're into like fucking fisting. And you're like, <laughs> I have gone down a slippery slope. Yes. So, I suppose, what is the fisting of the event? <laughs> I feel like for me, it would be Stephanie Madoff Mac, which is not somebody a lot of people know about. I don't even know if people in Ireland would even know why she's in the famous realm. Yeah. But her father-in-law was Bernie Madoff, which was one of the biggest financial con artists of like the 21st century. He stole like billions of dollars from all the richest people in New York City. But sh- she wrote a book that was supposed to be about like what was it like to know this man who stole from everybody he knew and really it was secretly a book about how much she hated her husband's ex-wife and how much she hated that he was like co-parenting with his ex and I think because she wasn't really a celebrity and she like wrote the book herself and no editor had any there was no team around her to be like don't say that she really showed her true colors and that was unhinged to me wow love yeah. that would you agree I think I think that one is deeply unhinged. I think Alec Baldwin is another one that was like really like when you get to the core of like what is this book and what was it for? Like Alec Baldwin, who is like a deranged man sitting there being like, here's why it's actually quite reasonable of me to have called my daughter a selfless pig or a selfish pig. You know what I mean? You're like, it's the defense. Okay. It's the defense. Why did you write this? Like, what was this for? Because you sitting here clearing your name is just, like, making me think of all... Like, some people should... Some actors should not show their personality. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, you can play a lovable character. Like, Jack Donaghy from 30 Rock is, like, a real love-to-hate guy. And if you just exist as Jack Donaghy, people are kind of like... Alec Baldwin's kind of chill. When you show people who you are, there are reasons to hate you. Yeah. Mm. And I do think that there is this real... And I get why it happens because, oh my God, it happens in the Irish influencer scene where it's kind of like, they love me for this. They're going to fucking love me for a memoir. Like they love me as an actor. Why wouldn't they just, you know, Mm. smack on the back, absolutely be obsessed with my inner thoughts and how shit I am as a person. Oh yeah, well, Alec Baldwin. That does not surprise me one bit. Like when you, the minute you said it, I was like, yeah, absolutely, that falls in line with who that fucking man is. I recently saw a clip of his roast, and that's when you oh, know somebody's God. gone down a slippery slope is when they take part in their own roast. Mm. And yeah. Ireland came out and she like ripped him. Is that the daughter that you called a selfish pig? Yeah. yeah. See, this is, and I don't know, was that before the roast or after the roast? Is that why he was justifying it? Like. She, it was when she was 12 yeah she like it was and she's 30 no but the memoir when did you write that was it before or oh, after the roast probably it's probably after around, yeah or around yeah. the same time so i feel like that was probably a bit of damage control because of what she said at the roast Maybe. like she fucking ripped him 
ripped him for, so, just for being so negligent towards her and that kind of thing. Yeah. I guess that's what's so funny to me is like when they're writing a book as damage control, when yeah. it's like really the best damage control would be to just hide, cover up this damage. Yeah. Don't justify anything because you have no like leg to stand on. Like throughout the book, he's talking about what a horrible mother Kim Basinger is. Mm. And, but he talks about how he like, sued for custody and like couldn't get it and he's like the whole internet was against her and it damaged my reputation because everyone was so mad at her and I was associated with her and it's like if she if you're saying that like everyone in the world thought she was like this negligent evil mother but like you were worse yeah (laughs) yeah let's think about like let's like let's break this down for you yeah okay (laughs) okay cool guy um one for me and I think it's more because it was such a reflection because some of the memoirs, like not all the memoirs you guys do are like out this year or out last year. Yeah. Some of them are like years ago. And the Olivia Munn one, I was like, yeah. how do you think that this is acceptable, like language and behavior in any way, shape or the, of the world, like in the world? She was literally like, I'm hot. Um, no, what it was, it was written for 13-year-old boys, which is something we've never seen before. She literally would be like, here's the best sex tips I can give to a reader of this book. You know how you just grew your first beard hair? And you're like, who are you talking to? No, I don't know. Like, it really, it was like, you know when it's, when you're 15 years old and your balls have just dropped and you're like, oh, okay. So there is a very specific demo that you know this book was for. And I think she must have written that book thinking she'll never be more famous than she is right now. She must have really been like, well, I'm at the top of the mountain I can climb and I need to capitalize as much as possible. And I don't think it'll be better than this. And I'm like, no girl, one day you'll get pregnant by a kind I, of formerly beloved man. Yeah, it could get better for you. Girl, X-Men is coming. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's coming. It's, it's, it's on the it way. Really was. <laughs> she was like, G4 network won't be around forever. And she was right about that. G4 network did go away. <laughs> <laughs> I have actually heard about a living Munn. I met a woman who had had like, dinner with her multiple times they were like had mutual friends or whoever her ex was was friends with this girl's boyfriend or something and she's like one thing i'll say about her is she'll look you dead in the eyes and be like sleep your way to the top like you're pretty use that she knows what she's doing she has an mo you're her like and she's like we all have the same arsenal you know what i mean we all have a vagina so if you're not out there using it that's on you baby (laughs) yeah it's like but she is like there's no question about who she is like she says it straight she's like this is my game and i'm no like shame in my game. she's not going to be a sweetheart to your face and then turn around and fuck your husband. And then you're like, but I thought we were friends. Like, at least you know. Yeah. She's yeah. fucking your husband pretty much right now. So, like, yeah. check anybody in a relationship. Check his location. Check Olivia Munn. Check Mons, him right okay? now. So, I'm just saying. Yeah, that and the, um, I think it was the whole chapter dedicated to having a threesome. Or yeah. trying to have a threesome, yeah. or how you weren't cool. Mm. Unless you were going to have a threesome. And also the suggestion that she would also be up for having a threesome with these 16 year old boys who were reading this book it was fucking bonkers it was honestly it was Lovely. so yeah. so so strange um but on that who do you really want a book from like who do you who are you like yes i need to see who you are like deep down the problem is I think anyone who you would want to see deep down will never be honest in their memoir. Like a Taylor Swift is going to give you a PR nonsense. Like a Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen is going to give you like the, if you want something from them is because we, we haven't really gotten anything from them. And yeah. I don't think they'll ever give it to you there. Yeah. I feel like the people were like, I have to know the real story. They're never going to give us the real story. The real story is going to come from the people that we have completely forgotten about who are like, 
they're looking for a last grasp at relevance. And so they're just like going to throw it all on the table to be like, listen, man, if it's not in this memoir, it'll die with me. And I don't want that. Yeah. It's like, and, I got to tell you. We don't know about them until they're coming out. Like okay. someone yeah. like Hillary Burton, who Claire just told me is putting out a memoir. She was from One Tree Hill. And I know based on like some statements she's made before that she has like been very open about the fact that the creator of that show was like very, a very big perv. So I'm like, this might be a really interesting memoir about like what it's like to be a young girl on like a teen show in Hollywood. But I never in a million years would have been like, oh, I have got to get a memoir from Hillary Burton. Fair. That's fair. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, What was the most, I suppose, unexpected reaction that you've ever had to an episode, whether that be good or bad? (laughs) From ourselves or from the team? I suppose from from the team. I think from the team. I think from the listeners, because that's something like me and Jen are like, oh, yeah, we again, we just run into things like head first, release an episode. And then it's almost like it'll either hit and we had no idea how popular it was going to be mm. or it'll uh, flip it and flop. And <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll find out pretty swiftly if it was a flop. Or if, yeah. You know what I would say, Ashley, for us is we did Lena Dunham. Are you guys familiar? Yeah. With Lena Dunham. And do you know who Caroline Calloway is? Yeah. Yeah, love she her. is a New York City influencer, famous. She got she blew up for being like a scammer, quote unquote. But she's just like yeah. a crazy girl who lives in New York who came on our podcast to defend Lena Dunham. She was like, I would love to come on and defend her. And we were like, OK, people to this day will DM us and be like, I was listening to the episode. I couldn't finish it. She was so condescending. She was so awful for you. Like, I wanted to hit her in your defense. Like, how dare she? And the truth is, in reality, sitting there, I don't think me and Ashley and I don't want to speak for you, but I don't think either of us felt that she was being that rude to us. But for whatever it is, listening to it, I think she's just so unlikable that anyone that you put next to her or in like contrast with her automatically becomes the hero. And people are like coming out of the world work every day to be like, I hate her. How could she treat you like that? Oh, and then I'm sitting there being like, I don't think it was that bad. <laughs> okay. Well, I will say I do think she was being definitively rude to us, like in my own home, but like you've said before, I don't think it bothered us in the way it bothered other people because we were so like, yeah, I don't know. Everything she says is like kind of unhinged. It's not like when someone who like if someone who just like always says crazy shit is like everything you say sucks. You're like, yeah, I mean, you're always saying crazy shit. Like, I don't really care what you say. Whereas someone who you like trust and respect, if they come in and they say something really mean to you, you're like, wait a second. That was really mean. So for her, just like saying rude stuff to me. A couple of times she like questioned my, you know, like where I'm coming from. She like called me pretty biased about a lot of things. And I was like, no, I genuinely think that the way Lena Dunham wrote this was bad. Like I'm not biased because I like hate that she's rich. That's not my problem. I think that this is like a dumb thing to say. Yeah. So it didn't bother me that she was being so mean because I was like, yeah, I don't think that you're coming from a reasonable place at all. And so when you listen to it, though, people were really mad about it. And the reaction was like, to this day, people are like, I cannot believe her. And I'm like, oh, I, OK, yeah, yeah. It was like <laughs> sure, sure. I can't believe her either. I've decided <laughs> like. <me. sighs> yeah. And then I think Matthew Perry was like a pretty good lesson in um, how sometimes we have to combat like even we have to combat the PR of a book. Because people like, I mean, every major book release has like a pretty big PR rollout. So someone like Matthew Perry, the PR rollout of his book was like, this is a story of overcoming addiction from a man on the other side of it, who is just a good guy, 
like trying his best. And if you read the book, that's not the story at all. If you read the book, you're like, oh, this is a man who thinks that he deserves like women serving him. Like he thinks he deserves to like, like addiction was something that happened at him and he deserves to like lie down on the beach and have like women feeding him grapes and rubbing his feet. So people were mad at our take on it because they were like, but this is a story about addiction, overcoming addiction in your assholes. And we're like, okay, but you just read a headline. We read the book. And I think that that was the first big one where people were mad at us based on headlines. Yeah. Mm. I know what you mean. It's like they've, their perception of what the book versus what the actual book was, two very yeah. different things. And they're, but I think that's like, really that, anything. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's literally with anything. Like, I'll, like we said earlier in a, a different episode, I'm still on Facebook. I don't know why, but for some reason, my because nobody else is on Facebook, it's just media outlets like posting these yeah. articles and they'll have these, what they usually do is they won't actually get direct sources. What they'll do is they'll listen to somebody's podcast. Um, yeah. My therapist goes with me, it's a great example. They're always picking out stuff that it's a... Uh, she's an Irish influencer, but she's living in London. She's kind of really, like, she's really successful. Mm. But she, they listen to her podcast and take out excerpts and make that a headline. And literally all you'll see in the comments is people... Being like, like, oh, of course she'd say that. Of oh, course. She, oh, she's so up her own arsehole. Like, this is crazy. It's, it's not even that. Like, people even say, why does she think people need to know this? And it's like, no, the context, actually, if you read it, they took it from our podcast. This isn't like, hi, whore.ie. I want to tell you this so that you can tell the world. This. Like, it's not. Well, it, the context is everything. Yeah. That's my favorite yeah. fucking response to anything on TikTok when we put up a post or whatever, when people go, who cares? And it'll literally be a post that has like a million views. And I'm like, well, a million people care. They're like, I'm, we actually weren't doing this podcast for you, user 468129 or whatever, like front butt fart or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> this wasn't, we didn't spend our lives being like, what would interest you specifically? And yeah. other people are interested yeah. as evidence by the fact that other people commented a million views yeah exactly mm. i think it's it's a real and this is where it's kind of you just have to you just have to put because i know at the start of your episodes you're always really like if you aren't interested yeah. in this if you're not arsed like please don't continue to listen to this because t- to this day i'm still baffled i haven't quite like i've gone deep with a lot of kind of like I suppose, behaviors of people on the internet. But with this one, I will never, ever, ever in the world understand how someone every Sunday when we release this podcast will be like, I fucking hate these girls. Let's put it on. Let's go, baby. Woo! Let's fucking shake it up one more time, piss myself off on this holy day and off I go into my week. There are about five podcasts I listen to and several million podcasts that I do not listen Listen to. to. Mm. Millions of podcasts in the world that I don't listen to. I have no idea what they're saying. I have no idea what they're thinking. I do not know who they are. I do not care who they are because I've never heard of them and I've never listened to them and it's fine. So when you listen to a podcast and you're like, man, I hate every fucking word out of these girls' mouths. I'm like, well, then – like. Listening to a podcast is like an active engagement. Like yeah. you're actively engaging in listening to us. So if you don't want to hear us, don't listen to us. Like no one is putting us on at you. It's supposed you to be to one of those. Us and press play. Yeah. yeah, it's supposed to be one of those things. Like what do you do for enjoyment? Listen to podcasts. So like 
when you hate listening to so it's just fucking bizarre behavior it's so yeah. bizarre yeah it's okay. so funny because and it's so popular and i'd be like cut the toxicity out of your life cut the negativity out of your life and it's like instead it's like what if instead i surrounded my brain <laughs> what if i plugged directly into my earlobe something i cannot stand and you're like yeah i'm sure that'll set you up for success yeah, yeah. no but that, that's and what then I the mean. thing is these same people, like if you're listen, I feel like it only then hurts you in the long run because when you're that critical of something, it makes you afraid that people are going to be that critical of yeah, you. Yeah. And I know because like I experience this all the time. I feel like Ashley is a big perpetrator of this, of like being a hater and then being scared to try something because she like hates people who have failed at it. <laughs> um, but it's like when you are being that critical of people who are like being vulnerable, you're less likely then to go after the thing that you secretly want to pursue because you're like, well, what if people talk about me the way I talk about Claire and Ashley or like the unpopular opinion but if you weren't putting yourself in a position to hate someone so much you wouldn't have that much hate in your life and then you would be less afraid of being hated yeah yeah and that's where it's like it's kind of you just do have to push like like air mufflers out there has been things where especially with patrons like they'll be like look girls you said x y and z i'm not down with that blah 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 and it's a conversation and it mm. always ends with like either a resolution or just being like this is how i feel or if I understand where you're coming from, we didn't think of that or we didn't know that. Yeah. We didn't come equipped with 100% of the information this time. You know, our bad. We understand yeah. there was a bit of a responsibility there. Let's move on. It's not this big fucking like hate campaign. And that's what I will never, ever understand because all it does is, and that's why I love it. Like every time I listen to yours, I'm like, oh, these like, it happens to everyone. Good to know it happens. To, good to know it happens to two girls, two yeah. comedians reading fucking celebrity memoirs. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're not going yeah. in about ISIS. Like, well, that's the thing is nobody's trying to like change you for the better in a anonymous post. If you're going to yeah. DM us with a criticism, we are all ears because you're looking for a conversation. But if you hear one thing you don't like and then put it in a review where you give us one star, I'm like, okay, you're looking for an opportunity to be vindictive, to publicly put us down. And you're not actually trying to educate or change our minds. You're yeah. trying to punish us. And that is like, yeah. not, then it's not for us. It's not because you genuinely care about the subject being spoken about in an intelligent progressive manner you were waiting for the opportunity to be like i'm right you're wrong and now you suck and it's like well what am i supposed to do with it i can't yeah i can't engage with that yeah. kind of feedback. it's actually gonna make it worse because you will get defensive then because of the manner that it was approached in yeah but that's why yeah. i just i don't like we're about to go on we're about to, we're about to go on to tiktok <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, good luck out there kids it's brutal oh, no but i'm up for it See, like we're the opposite like jen will take things i'm just i'm blanket and i say it all the time i'm like by the way if you message us with some shit i will like it's immediately gone like i've filtered out a lot of stuff and I, even if i see something it'll be like cardi you said boop like it's gone it's mm. i haven't even absorbed it do you know what i mean and i'm not letting gen see it so i'm just yeah. literally like nope it's gone it's gone into the ether like it's just see you later i don't need to hear it it's an anonymous and it's never from it's like an anonymous mm. profile if you don't if you're an anonymous profile i'm not going back and forth with you and that's something that i did around two years ago mm -hmm. and how little stuff i get i'm like oh you know now Oh, thank God. Yeah. You can go fucking somewhere else to talk about that shit. Hopefully you have some friends in a WhatsApp group or you might go on an anonymous forum. That's fine. Don't bring it yeah. to my doorstep. I couldn't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, We've I, like definitely for the most part stopped engaging with stuff that's like crazy. Sometimes they'll catch me in a mood and I know it makes me worse. Like I know it makes my life, like it makes me a worse person when you engage with it. But like every now and then I'm like, fuck you. I'm in the mood to go back and forth, baby. And I, it's like making my life 
worse. Yeah. <laughs> I will say though, doing these live shows has given me a lot of perspective because I think the problem with online comments is they're all very flattened. So you could get 100 nice things and the one mean one sticks out and like mm, yeah. makes you mad and gets your attention. Mm. And I feel like I give a lot of a, a lot of my energy to like the one bad comment. And sometimes it'll even be like, this post has 10,000 likes and six mean comments. And when you think about how small those six people are in the grand scheme of things, it's crazy to care at all. And then now that we're doing these live shows, and of course the people who are coming to the live shows are people who are fans of the shows and their listeners, and we get to meet them afterwards. And it's been such an amazing experience, like meeting the human beings who are actually yeah. like supportive yeah. and enjoying it, that I'm like, I feel like a fool now for any of the energy I've put towards anybody who's like mad at me because it feels disrespectful to the people who are buying tickets, coming to the show, laughing along, like meeting mm. us afterwards. And I'm tr it's been actually like in the last week, I've had a real kind of like eye opener perspective shift of like, it's not about me making myself feel better about the hater. It's like actually fucked up towards the people who have like chosen to yeah. listen and come to shows and follow along and like DM us and be supportive. And I'm like, I have to like, they matter more and I yeah. can't, like I can't attend to the baby who's crying the loudest. That's like that's fucked up. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, I got a hundred more babies here. <laughs> yeah. Who are being very. Like hundred babies who are like folding their laundry, yeah, and instead exactly. I'm like obsessed with the crying awful one. Yeah. You know how sometimes babies suck. I have to get out of my <laughs> shitty baby energy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's so good. But yeah, I do think there's just there's so much to be said because it's. It is a community, like when you're doing podcasts and it is one of those mediums, I do think it's way more personal than TV. Mm. Then a, a lot of the time, sometimes this content creation that we're seeing online as well. Like it's, you're absorbing conversation and flow. And if yeah. my conversation or my accent or my cough or my lilt or when I sing some words pisses you off, my, it's not getting better for you like it's just not yeah. gonna I can't begin yeah. to express how much this is not gonna like you're not gonna wake up one day and be like do you know what I don't mind it now I actually don't mind her <laughs> I get where she's coming from like I'm not here to defend myself to you you little freak yes <laughs> and that's God. one time I did actually go back and forth with like an anonymous psycho account where like they it was an account with zero followers and zero following mm. that like the bio was like if you're getting a message from this account you've done something that like means you deserve to go to hell or whatever like it was an account created to send these messages yeah. and it was so at, in the wake of our steve o episode that was the first episode where we got like an influx of anger from his fans mm. and so he messaged us it was i remember because it was christmas but i'm jewish so and it was a year that i hadn't gone home so i was kind of just like chilling in my apartment because it's just like not really a holiday for me yeah <laughs> and all my friends were busy because they have christmas and so I was like sitting in my apartment and I see this message that was like, you should go to hell. You're an evil dumb bitch who like says that like whatever, something absolutely unhinged. And then I responded and I was like, so sorry, bummed about hell. Like, could you just clarify for me real quick why I'm going there? And he was like, well, you said X, Y, Z about Steve-O. And I was like, oh, I was just relaying a story from his exact memoir in almost his exact words. Mm. should he go to hell too and they were like well no but the way you said it and I was like the way I said it was what like yeah come at me and he was yeah. like okay well and he like fully backed off and at the end was like well Merry Christmas <laughs> and I was like okay you're like okay and I, that was like a real defining moment for me of like bored rage I was like okay you have nothing to do and you're so mad and there's like no, the reason you sent this message is because you thought no one would ever see it and you like 
have a lot of pent up anger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like- I will say I've had people say just like mean things to me, be like, your bangs look like shit. You shouldn't be wearing those pants. They look bad on you. And when I write back, I'm like, why did you say this? And a lot of times they're like, well, I didn't think you'd see it. And I'm like, yeah. that's more. That's actually a good response. You know Why did you say this? I That's saw. I actually saw a TikTok during the week. It was a girl. Um, she was in her car and she just started doing this thing. And I do think it's it. This is my unpopular opinion for the week. Okay. Um, because usually I don't like. I do. I've kind of followed suit with you. If I see something and I know like it's an anonymous account and we're not going to get anywhere, I do just delete it. Yeah. I did kind of used to entertain it. Like, I, I'm going to say I'm, Jen's a, grown. I'm. I'm a year on that. Trend, yeah, she's grown um, about that. She's <laughs> grown, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I. She said. In it, and I do think we should all start doing this, but a lot of people will be like, no, just fucking delete it. What she did was she was going through, like, you know, high profile people who might have been, like, it might be a gym instructor with a lot of followers putting up a gym selfie. She'll go through the comments, not on purpose, but sometimes on purpose, and look for the main comments. And what she does is she copies them, she goes onto their profile, and then she pastes it. <laughs> so their exact words on a post, obviously, they, if they're not private or whatever. But the, she said, 100% of the time that I've done it, they've all responded in a negative way. Like, how the fuck could you say this to somebody, like a stranger on the internet? And she's like, That's I literally so copied and pasted what you wrote on such and such as... Uh, profile so why is it okay for you to do what but not for and she's doing it to prove a point like she's getting involved in people's shit where she doesn't need to be involved in which is why i think like maybe it's not a good idea that we all do it but it's a fucking great thing to do that well it really is it's like they for i think they have this idea that if you have over ten thousand followers on instagram you're not reading your dms or if it's your job you're not reading your comments i'm like no no no, i'm reading my comments more than anyone else because this is literally my job i need to know what the people are saying i had this girl one time send me a dm being like your hair looks good when it's down but when your hair is up you look bald and i literally just start like why would you say i'm like how would you feel if i went to your page and just randomly commented on when your body looks good and when your body looks bad. And she really was like, wow, I guess that would hurt my feelings. I'm like, yes. yes. Yeah. Would, or somebody else one time was like, girl, love you, queen, bestie, but you need to get a haircut. And I just was like, why are you saying this to me? And she's like, oh, it's just like, I think your hair would look better if you got a cut. And I was like, but what you're saying to me then is that I should not ever go online and share my opinions and do my job unless I look pretty enough for you to think it's acceptable. Yeah. Do you feel that way? Do you feel like unless I look my most beautiful, I shouldn't even be allowed to have an opinion that I share publicly that I need to hit a certain level of attractiveness to even exist online in the world? And she was like, uh, no, because there's always people who definitely think of themselves as feminists. And I'm like, so then why would you tell me, like, why if I am not coming online and saying, what do you think I should do with my hair? Are you looking at me telling a joke that I've worked on or sharing an opinion I've like been thinking about? Would you be like, okay, but more importantly is the way that you look bad. Like, that's what yeah. you're saying is that women have to hit a certain attractiveness before they're even allowed to exist. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've only yeah. ever had, I had, I had one and I was like, and it was such a kind of, I remember just being like, do I say it to them or do I not? And it was like this. And it was like, we did an anonymous box. Mm. And this girl was like, Carla, you're beautiful. You're stunning. You are gorgeous. But oh my God, fix your teeth. I was like. I actually. Because I had. I was like, what the fuck? And she goes, if That's you did, you would be a crazy. 10 out of 10. And I was like. Like, I was like, oh my god, wait, because take a dagger. All, changing your teeth is like a three year process. Yeah. So she's like, listen, if you start now, in a couple of years, you could be a 10. But like, all teeth, 
I know and that's what I mean I was like like if somebody said like lose some weight I'd be like okay fair like do you know what I mean you'd be like that's your opinion you're fat phobic you don't see it I like it's cool we're gonna move like it's totally fine but like fix your teeth I'm like that is such a like that's like bone deep it's like that's like changing and it's, really crazy. And it's like this uh, this thing I'm trying to fight with this obsession it's so funny I like had a whole breakdown the other day because I almost felt um, bullied into getting Botox or filler or work done because everyone on TikTok is doing it. Like even 23 year olds who are famous for being hot are then going to get work done. And there is this idea that is like a moral failing to not be constantly trying to make yourself the hottest version that you can. Yeah. As if like that, like as if every day we should wake up and in the same way that I'm trying to wake up and be more productive that also if I'm not waking up and trying to be my most beautiful, I'm a bad person. And like, that is what we should like on this long march towards death. If you are not constantly collecting more ways to be beautiful, you're not really living and you shouldn't even continue. And so I was like saying, like, I feel like I'm at this point where it's like, I've never wanted to get Botox or filler. I just want to like naturally become an old hag. Like it's fine. I have a boyfriend that I love. I have friends that I love. I have a podcast that doesn't show my face. Like it shouldn't matter. And somebody commented to recently was like, I loved your conversation on that. It's so true. Wrinkles are beautiful. And even that I want to be like, mm, that's not what I'm saying. Wrinkles are not more beautiful than not wrinkles. And that is just like, I don't know anybody who's like, I think I look hotter wrinkly than smooth. But the point is, <laughs> Not everything has to be beautiful. Like this yeah, idea yes. that it's like, well, you could be a 10 out of 10 if you fix your teeth. Okay. And then for what? Is that the goal in life? Is that like all that matters? Do we all have to be? It's like, if you're not a 10 out of 10 already, you should be working every minute of your day to try to be one. Otherwise What's you don't the understand point? the point of life. Yeah. Like it's not about being kinder and more generous. It's like this idea that you should always be doing the thing that makes you hotter. Why? Why yeah. do we have to always be like, why can't I just be less beautiful and more wrinkly? And it's like fine because that's not my purpose on this planet. Mm -hmm. I know, but it's like, like everybody has priorities. My teeth are not mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's just not a thing, but it was just, it was one of those comments that I was like, I just, the setup and the finisher yeah. was just like, it was like, oh, I love you so much, but oh my God, your teeth just bug me. I, it was so yeah. wild. And on I, a podcast yeah. that you said you don't film, like what yeah. could your teeth have to do with her life? I know. Is she waking up every day and going, I can't have a good day? Because her teeth are a little bit wonky. I know. Are they? I can't even see them. Let me get closer to I the camera. I don't even think that I they have look like wonky. a little. I don't know if you can see. Get closer. I have like a, <laughs> a little over there. See? Okay. I think well, that's that cute. Is not noticeable to me at all. <laughs> I like cannot imagine losing sleep over those teeth. I can't imagine being being moved to a DM <laughs> over those teeth. <laughs> And they're very white. I, and I wouldn't mind. I always get that comment. Jen's always like, your teeth are so damn white. And I'm like, yeah, it's a pity that they're a bit wonky. Yeah. <laughs> no, fair yeah. Oh, God. But yeah. So I do yeah. think it's, it is a real, like the internet has just become particularly hilarious, especially through the, I suppose, the medium of audio, which we are, which we're all enjoying. Yes. Yeah. We are enjoying it. Now I'm enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm loving it. One thing as well that I, I actually, I really wanted to ask because I listen to a lot of episodes. I don't listen to every episode. Um, I'll put my hand up. I'll say it. I don't listen to every episode because sometimes I don't have time. And that's why I will never understand how people do have time to listen to all the ones that we do and still not enjoy them. But uh, what is the <laughs> biggest surprise, I suppose, that you found out about a celebrity? Let that be like, you had an opinion of them or any, like anything that you were like, wow, that's totally changed my, you know, like my perception or. Shania Twain. 
Really? Yeah. Oh, she's had a bad life. Yeah. I I had, and everybody life. knows about the like husband switching. Did you know about that? That her husband left her for her best friend and then she married the best friend's husband. That would, I found that out through you guys. I was like, what? But, like, I think what really, like the fact that she grew up so poor, so down and out, she had such a hard life. That was shocking to me. Yes. Yeah. I had no idea. I knew she was just like from Canada and things and I the things I found out about her I was like we owe so much more to Shania Twain she's a real kind of like I get why Harry Styles is so obsessed with her now I get it because it is a bit more like it's a bit it's a bit more um what would I say like she seems just a bit cooler than I ever thought but also she is one of those celebrities is it because it's country music and people just don't give that much of a fuck but like country music people do i don't know it's hard to explain but i'm like why didn't we know this about shania twain i think it's because she didn't want it to be known i think right now in the era of hating nepo babies there's a lot of clout to be given to the like pull myself up by my bootstraps sorry i think there's a lot of you know what i mean i think right now there's a lot of credit being given as it should to people who came from horrible situations and went on to such incredible success. I think her songs were so poppy and country that you maybe kind of gave her the Britney Spears treatment of like, oh, well, she's just a hot girl who was given these songs. And she was like, I think we assume all beautiful women who can sing are just little puppets by the music industry. But then to see how hard she had to work and claw her way to the top to be so much more successful than everyone else. You're like, of course, it was her talent, her drive, her work ethic. And I right now to like look back and see where she came from. Whereas I think in the old days, nobody wanted to hear that really. Like you didn't want to. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. like the gloss. They wanted like, I mean, yeah. you're the star. Why well, don't give nobody a fuck. Nobody wants to know that your stepdad probably molested you. Like that's yeah. not fun at a concert. Whereas now we're much more into that. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I do think it is a like ripple from like the era of authenticity. Like we need everyone to have an authentic and like sympathetic story for like why we should like them. We can't just be like, oh, you make good music and I like listening to that music. We're like, oh, you make good music and you came from these circumstances. It was so hard and you succeeded and I'm proud of you. And like, we want to hear that. Yeah. The poverty <laughs> porn of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Porn, yeah. Uh, speaking of porn, that was one, the Jenna Jameson one. Oh my God. I cried. Oh my God. I cried. I that listened to you crying. I was in the car like, <laughs> That was so, like, she, and you kind of, not that you'd know, but, like, I suppose people are like, oh, well, she was a porn star, and being a porn star back in the 90s is very different to, like, Mm. the OnlyFans, you know, sex work is work kind of gang that is, like, very open and prevalent right now that people are talking about a lot, but she has had what a fucking life. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. And it makes sense. And even that's why now she's a bit problematic. But I'm like, listen, as a society, we failed her. So if she has some, like, not great views on things, that's our fault. We should have protected her more as a kid. Yeah. Is there any Irish celebrities that you want to see? Like, who do you want to see? You know what we did? We did one for tomorrow. Um, It's next week. Yeah, we we did Sinead O'Connor for you guys. The week we come to Ireland. Oh, that's amazing. What is her vibe there? What do people in Ireland think of Sinead? They think she's a bit psychotic, don't they? It's a weird one because I feel like we're seeing this turn. So people kind of like, like Ireland is so, <laughs> Ireland's hilarious because it's like, you have the older generation that are really kind of like Sinead O'Connor. We don't talk about her. You know, she, you know, she's a little crazy, whatever. And now you have this like younger generation who are really like, no, no, 
let's break it down let's look at like what she's been through Mm -hmm. let's go through absolutely everything that's happened to her and unfortunately her son passed away was it two two years years ago two years ago now oh my god i didn't know that yeah and i wonder if it was before or after the memoir have a look i think it had to have been after because Because she doesn't it was the play-by-play because he was um unfortunately very mentally unwell Mm -hmm. and he was in and out of a psych hospital and he was very much like um she kind of was going through what was happening with him like Mm -hmm. and what the i suppose what the not so much what the situation was but she was kind of like commenting she was like you know going on about her son and then she was kind of leaving tweets that she was like i'm gonna like i'm gonna commit suicide next or um complete suicide next and at it was the kinda, time yeah. she was obviously very angry because he was in their care when it happened he yeah. took he took his own life uh he was really young i think he was 17 yeah he was very young um, as well very tragic like really really yeah, yeah. so um, there'll be an um, article or something there'll be something where it summarizes all of the tweets but at the time it was like very like in the moment yeah like it was happening as it was happening we were hearing from her and her thoughts like she wasn't just being like oh this is it was like you know fuck these guys and blah you know and she was going through mm-hmm. it and she was like i can't i'm just after hearing the sentence and a lot of it kind of some of it seemed nonsensical but it wasn't when you go through yeah. like everything like it, it told the story and then eventually um unfortunately he passed away and then it was like her dealing with the grief of that as well through twitter so then wow. Mm. A lot of kind of a lot of people who hadn't paid attention to her really got behind her and mm. really kind of started to to listen and be like, actually, let's go back through this. Let's see the way that she was treated. Let's like really dig in deep to her. So mm. that's kind of why it's like it's such a flip side. Because if you ask my dad, my dad would be like, oh, a phenomenal singer, honey, but she's um, you know, she's an interesting character. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think. I mean, she's definitely like unwell yeah but i also think in a way that you have to be um gracious towards and yeah and when you look at like why people turned against her you're like oh she she was like the first person who went on live television and said the pope is like Mm -hmm. supporting an infrastructure of abuse Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like (laughs) crazy and like when you i think catholic ireland in general got very defensive when it came to what she had to say and then all of a sudden she's showing up on of something that we were talking about on another episode, the late late show, which is like the only kind of chat show that we chat have, show, and she's showing up on that wearing a hijab. All of a sudden, people are just like, "Oh, she's a bit fucking mad, isn't she?" Jesus, no, she's yeah. gone a bit fucking. But that's just like we've generations. Now, generally, like I suppose, like kind of from the nineties to, we're only kind of getting out of it now. We were always stuck in that generation that was very catholic church and you well, couldn't the really go thing. against it and you, we don't talk about bruno kind of thing like you know it just really but now i think we're, it's getting a lot more progressive and yeah. it was just, it was very intense i think when like two years ago and she was kind of just she was lashing out at the time when her son took her own, took his own life like yeah and i was. But yeah i suppose you get that but yeah she is she's an interesting character i'm really excited for that yeah let's go well thank you so much girls for coming on and spending time with us as we said liberty hall on the 6th Ooh. of april we got a few tickets left i would highly highly recommend because i love a live show anyway 
It's so fun. I will say we have so much fun and we meet everybody after. And then we, our big thing is like making friends. So if you've been in Dublin, if you've recently moved to Dublin and you're like lonely looking for people who like the same sense of humor as you, we do a little meetup beforehand and it's a good place to go by yourself and just like meet somebody else who, and now you have something to talk about, which is yeah. whatever we just did. And maybe you can make a new friend. That's our big thing. That's our hope for the show. We shows. said that for our shows too. Yeah. There's a few people who came on their own and then made friends while they were there. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. That's I love that. Well, girls, thank you so much again for, coming on with us and hopefully we will chat again soon so that was our lovely chat with Claire and actually as a fan Carla is are they everything you expected them to be yeah because like I've chatted to them a couple of times in DMs and stuff yeah and I'm a patron of course as well so that's what I wanted to know as well yeah what is because I feel like their patrons are long episodes like they they do obviously do this full time. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the, do they go more in depth on Patreon? So on Patreon, or? it's like, total, it's different. So in Patreon, it's more like, you know, they discuss Scandaval and they discuss like, Pop goals like a lot of the times they'll discuss what has happened since doing the episode as well. Oh, very good. Um, I can't remember, do they, I think they post twice every week. Tuesdays and Thursdays let me triple check I can't remember because I'm like I'm I don't listen to podcasts in order ever yeah yeah. like I know when they come out and then I'm like okay grand whenever I have the time I know what ones I'll go for Mm -hmm. but you know I juggle a lot I juggle I listen to more patron podcasts than I do main podcasts I follow more people on patreon than I do actually follow podcasts in the mainstream in in, in like for free yeah I don't know why don't want to be a little sheep. Very intimate. <laughs> oh, it's very intimate. Um, but yeah, so they kind of like it's it's a it's not another book. Do you know what I mean? It's like discussions from it, kind of things that they've gotten from it. A lot of the times it'll be like pop culture things that are happening. You know, like mm-hmm. a roundup in on Patreon. Yeah, it'll be like a lot like that kind of thing where right. they'll actually actually go through what's happening at that moment in time, and they'll talk a little bit more about their own lives. Nice. Yeah, because like obviously with their main episodes, they kind of keep it straight to yeah, yeah. The book, they so get they, right into it. Yeah, they yeah. yeah they hop right in. So on the Patreon, it's more about kind of like them their lives. Um, behind the scenes, like behind we the do. Scenes. Yeah, exactly. So excellent. Yeah. Okay, before we go, I did my unpopular opinion in that. You did. Um, so do you have stomper of the week? I do. Carlos, stomper of the week. It's another main character song mm. And it's one that it's like It's No Doubt And I loved No Doubt Oh we I loved them I fucking loved No Doubt Yeah But anytime this song comes on I'm like oh it's such a fucking It's such a bop Yeah Hella good, what a tune. I feel like that could slap a bit harder now that I'm ah. hearing it after all this time. What do you mean? Nah. It's like nerd, but without the... Uh. <laughs> oh, it's, not, it's not lap dance. <laughs> no, I know, but lap dance is a real... <laughs> but it was such a song, like it was such an anthem, but every time it comes on and I'm on the car, I think it's better... Like loud Do you know what I mean It's one of those yeah, songs That like yeah. play it It wouldn't be my favourite No Doubt song But Scott Grants yeah. No Doubt's yeah. alright like. no, doubt, no Doubt's not a bad Not a bad band Do you know what I mean No I mean No Doubt's grand like. uh, yeah. <laughs> no, Not Doubt no. <laughs> Slap Jen Right thanks very much For listening um, Look in the description For a few little bits and bobs If you want to visit A few little bits and bobs Bye We're going to go off <laughs> And record uh, The rest of our Patreon now We're a bit yeah. all over the place today well, we got a lot going on. We got a lot going on. We're busy, busy girls. Busy, busy. She owes, if you will. Uh, uh, thanks a million again for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. bye.